right. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? Beat me to it. What's going on? Did anyone else see that the Vols are ranked number one in the country in basketball? Go Big Orange, baby. I had a Bama fan er, 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 earlier. Anyway, um, I don't know what to do with my crutch. Handing it around here. I'm just going to keep right here. So um, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get, ro- get rolling. Say so, what? No, I, it, it helps me feel sturdy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like an oar. Um, all right, let's pray. Father, um, I pray that we would just glorify you. Um, I pray that if there's anything stupid I say, that no one would remember it. Um, and I pray, Lord, they would only we would only re- remember the glory of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're doing the story series. Um, Ryan asked me to come and share my story. So um, I'm from Lugoff, South Carolina. Does anyone know where that is? L- Lugoff? Yes? Yeah, you, come on. You're like the first person that's heard, heard of that in a long time. So, all right. So I'm from Lugoff, South Carolina. It's a tiny town. Um, lived there until I was five. So, again, not a ton of memories there. But moved to Atlanta um, with my family. So I am an only child. Are there any more only children in here? Yes. Respect. Respect. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we're, just, we're just right here. Um, so I am an only child. Um, I'm spoiled. Um, and I, um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, so I was in youth group. Um, I was in Sunday school. So my mom was in the choir. Uh, my mom taught Sunday school. All my friends were at church. Uh, my dad did the sound and lights, so like uh, in the back there. Um, and so I was in church on Sunday mornings. Um, I was in church on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, and Sunday mornings. So I was in church a whole lot. Um, and I, I, when I was seven years old, I, I specifically remember a particular service where um, where I was like, I really want to go down to the front and talk to the pastor because everyone else is going. Um, and so I went down there, and uh, he expected me to say um, I was a Christian because um, that's what the whole thing was about. You know, you sing in the back. Or you, you sing the church, come as you are. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to follow directions, so I'm just going to go. Um, and, and I went, and uh, I ended up praying to, to receive Christ. Um, I thought I did anyway. Um, I really do think that I un- understood the gospel, um, but I didn't really understand what following Jesus meant. That was me. I was about seven years old. People do come to Christ then, but not me. Um, so then I got baptized, and for, for the longest time, I thought that I was a believer because, hey, I went down, I prayed a prayer with the pastor, and I got baptized. So I, I lived the rest of my um, young life um, thinking that I was, I was a believer. So continued go, go, going to church. Um, and then I actually went to a school called Westland. Um, that's right. That's right. Go Wolves. Do we have a fight song? Do you know it? I've, yeah. I, Skip, <laughs> Skip would know it. Uh, so his dad taught me in English. Um, I was not a great student. So... But his dad was a great teacher, Lord of the Flies. Um, so I, I ended up going to Westland, a private school, um, only child. Um, and I started to take Bible classes and all these things I had done my entire life. Um, and it, it got to the point about my freshman year 
when I saw what all of the sophomores, juniors, seniors were doing, and I was like, man, I, I really want to do that. Um, and what, what they were doing was they were going out, partying, and drinking. Um, specifically, there was a group of friends that uh, R- Ryan knew, and I was a freshman. I was like, man, these guys are really cool, so I'm actually going to go out and hang, and hang out with them. So at a very early time in high school is I, I made, I remember thinking it too, is like I know what's wrong and what's right, and I, got, I know that I should follow Jesus, but I'm just really not that interested in it. Because um, it seemed like to me everyone else was having a lot of fun, and so I stopped going to youth group, and I stopped doing all, all that stuff, and I just started smoking, started drinking, started doing prescription drugs really early. Um, and being at a private school, yeah, it's like, whoa, this guy just went there. Yeah, it's true. It's a little early in the talk, but, you know, here we are. Um, and at a private school, kids just have a lot more money to do certain things. And so um, I saw what everyone else was doing, and I wanted it. And I, I thought it just looked so good to me. It's like I, I really wanted to date the pretty girl. I really wanted to see her out on Friday night. I, I really wanted to win state championships. And so for the next four years of high school, that was what my life was all That's what, what, what my life was all about, is I wanted to win state championships and, and get the girls. And that's, that's what I did. I mean, I, I went after it hard. I mean, we, we ended up winning three state titles in baseball, two in wrestling. And I, I really remember I would stare at my state championship rings. I would just sit in my room and I would stare at them like, this, this is who I am. Like, I am an athlete. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stud. <laughs> Things you just don't say out loud, right? But you, you, but you think them, don't you? Um, and I, I had a good-looking girlfriend, and she was the star on the basketball team, and, um, and everything looked really good for me. Um, and so I graduated uh, high school in 2010, um, and I went to Samford University. So I know where Samford is. It's good. It's a good Baptist school. Um, so I, well, I guess it used to be. But um, I went there in fall of 2010, and I, again, like I keep saying this word, I remember, but I, I really do remember leaving high school and being like, man, I can't wait for the four best years of my life. Like, has, has anyone heard that college is supposed to be the four best years of your life? I kept here and I was like, man, I'm going to tear it up. I'm going to tear up downtown Birmingham. I'm going to tear up uh, the fraternity house. It's going to be so much fun, um, which in hindsight, you just look back. And uh, back in high school, I was taking classes on Romans and on Paul, and it was you just you just hear it all of the time as um, it's like Jesus, 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 and I'm like I really just don't want your Jesus. And I would go to church and I could talk, um, I could talk the language, right? I, I could say yes, I know Jesus Christ died for my sin. And at the end of the day, what I really thought was true about me was I thought that one day, you know, you I, I, I think m- most of us have this thought. It's one day I'm going to die, and I'm going to appear before God, and I'm going to, and he's going to, I'm going to have to give an account for all the things that, that, that I've done, and even though, for me, it was like my life looked nothing like what a Christian's life would look like, I would pull out Jesus out of my back pocket and be like, wait, hold on, hold on, I, I intellectually believed in Jesus the whole time, right, I, I, and it's true, I had no doubts about Jesus was an actual person who died on the cross for my sin. But Jesus wasn't my Lord or my Savior. He was my fire insurance. Jesus doesn't do fire insurance, right? He's the Lord of the universe. 
So I, I remember thinking that I was good because I had an intellectual belief about who he was. And I really do think that that is, that is a mist in the pews of many churches that we, we have in our country today. Is you can intellectually believe in who Jesus is and not actually follow him. Right? And so I went to college, think the same thing. Joined Sigma Nu, went wild. Right? I, my first semester, I think I had like a 1.9. GPA, like you have to try to have a one nine GPA. Like, I I remember specifically turning things, not turning things in on purpose, just because I really didn't care. I I had a fridge full of beer. I had a lot of friends in my my in my frat. I knew a lot of girls. I was going on dates. I, I felt really great. But one thing that I didn't have was sports. And so what I did was I, I just filled my extra time that I didn't play sports in. I I would just drink. I smoke weed. And I would just try and distance myself from the, from, from the world, right? And so it actually got to the point at the end of the first semester of my freshman year that, again, it's really funny that a guy who wanted a party went to Samford, right? I mean, we can just, we can just acknowledge that. We can just see God's hand uh, in that. Um, yeah, it's a Christian school of like 4,000 people, if you don't know what it is. It's, a, it's, it's not UGA, I will say that. Um, and I, I so, oh, at the end of my first semester freshman year, I got caught stealing stuff. And so it, it's actually, it was not funny, but it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So um, I'll just let you, let you guys in, in, into this. You can't tell anyone. Um, do you promise? Thanks. You yeah, forget. <laughs> I'll be honest, man, I'm forgetting every word you're saying tonight, so that's one of No, nah, that's, that's not what you meant. I'm just, I'm just forgettable. Um, and so uh, what happened? So the brothers of the fraternity said, we need you to decorate the frat house for Christmas. I was like, all right, great. Oh, man, that sounds like a blast. Where's the money? Yeah, we're not giving you any. How do you want me to decorate the house? <laughs> How do you want me to do this? And uh, so what we did was we drove around to the surrounding neighborhoods. I mean, th- this is in the paper. You can Google this. Um, and we borrowed Christmas lights. We were, we were going to take them back. We were going to take them back. But, but we borrowed Christmas lights. And so we're driving around Birmingham at like 3 a.m., jacking little snowmen out of people's yards. And, and uh, we, we, we actually got pulled over that night. We got pulled over by a cop because we actually turned around in an elementary school at like 3 a.m. Cops don't like that. Cops don't like that. So they, they saw our car and they pulled us over like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, nothing, just getting some food. It's like, it's like all right, don't be sketchy. And so we, we almost got caught that night, but we didn't. Um, we had a bunch of stuff in the trunk. And um, we were headed back um, to Samford and we were just having fun, and then we stopped in a church's parking lot, actually, to, like, unload all the stuff and start to, like, sift through it, and so we actually went that night, decorated the house. The house looked awesome. The house, house looked awesome, um, and so Sigma Chi actually got caught. We didn't. We were Sigma Nu. Sigma Chi got caught doing the exact same thing. Um, I, I hope I'm telling this. Maybe I'm making a mistake. This is not what you should do. This is a mistake. I shouldn't make this funny. Don't do this. Um, and then Sigma Chi got caught, and then the, the administration was going through the police reports, and they were like, um, Sigma Nu, uh, or they, they said, um, we actually have more stuff that's been stolen, or that's been reported stolen than we actually have. So let's go, let's go check Sigma Nu. 
Um, and so they walked into our front yard, in the front yard of our fraternity house, there was a, there was a post. It's like a, a, a candy cane post, and on it, it said, Merry Christmas, from our family to yours, the Stutzmans. It was a little suspicious. Um, so they searched the house, and uh, they went through it, um, and they found all of our stuff. And they went, and they searched my room, and they find two handles of Jack. I'm getting Jack Daniels whiskey, and I'm getting called before, before the dean. And so, like, this is a Christian school. You can't do this stuff. Um, and so, I'm, I, I, so I remember thinking, like, this is not a big deal. Like, this is funny. This is not a big deal. Um, and, you know, I've been caught doing worse in high school, and um, I got called before the dean. The guy's name was Gary Atkins, and, and Gary Atkins uh, looked at me. He was like, Josh, who, who do you want to be? You know, and it's like, you, you know, in your heart, you're like, oh, this guy's just trying to intimidate me, and he's the dean, right? He's like, this guy, this joker thinks he can get to me. Well, I'm 18 years old, so, so there, and he was, uh, he was like, Josh, who do, you, like, who do you want to be? He's like, I'm going to tell your parents uh, only child, parents of only children seem to have an overly optimistic view of us at times. Um, which for me, I was like, oh man, don't, don't tell my folks. Like, that was my kryptonite. I, th- I thought I was tough, but immediately he just went, to, he just went for the throat. Um, He's like, and I'm going to tell your parents, and you're going to have to tell them what, what kind of man you are. He's like, you're a thief. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm not a thief. I was just having fun, right? So I, I go back home, and I initially lied to my parents. I was like, I am, like, I, you know, guys got caught stealing stuff. I'm not a part of it. You know, they're, they're awful. Well, then Gary Atkins sent a letter to my parents and mentioned me by name. And, and uh, said, and I've interviewed Josh Tolman about this offense. There's no way to get out of that one. Um, so, so my dad called me, and he said, you told me that you had nothing to do with this. I was like, yeah, Dad, I lied. And I... It was during that period of time that I started to look back. You know when, when you can kind of look back on a situation? And I was looking back because no one over Christmas break called me. Like none of my college friends called me. N- no one in the fraternity said, hey, man, how are you doing? So let's, let's, let's rewind. Let, let, let's rewind to the first week of school. I'm getting all my stuff set up, and I'm really excited. And, like, I had met uh, guys on the f- football team at Samford during orientation. And I, I remember thinking, please don't let my sweet mate be a, be a football guy. Because I met him, and I was like, I don't like him. Um, and then I walked through. So at Samford, you had two, you had two bunks, a bathroom, and two, and t- two bunks. So you, you, your suite was a shared, shared uh, bathroom. So um, went through. The, <laughs> went through the bathroom, walked through, and just like meet, meet, meet the roommates. And I went through, and, and there's this guy with giant forearms. Uh, I was like, he's on the football team, crap. And so we shake hands, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm Josh. And hey, 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 man, I'm Ben. And I was like, good to meet you, man. He's like, man, you can call me anytime. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say when you meet somebody. <laughs> okay, Ben, <laughs> never calling you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then like the week after that, I, I came back from class, and Ben had his Bible open on, on his lap, reading it, and, I, and like me, wanting nothing to do with that, walked in, I was like, we are never hanging out, that's strike two, <laughs> we are, I'm not spending time with this guy, but for the next three months, whenever I needed anything, and really before I even asked, Ben was there, so Ben was the quarterback at Sanford, 
He was, I mean, th- so Ben's actually 5'8", but he can dunk. Just a freak athlete. Like, he's just one, one of those dudes who can cram, and you're like, how did you get up there? Um, but, and so we, we, we would ball, and he would just ball on me, man. I was like, this guy's an athlete. Like, he, he must get all the girls. And so I, we, we would hang out, and we would talk, and, uh, and, and he had a girlfriend for like four years from, from, uh, from no, it was two years from, from high school. Um, and, we, and he was like, yeah, man, we're just staying pure. I was like, what is this guy? He's an athlete. He has a girlfriend. He's staying pure. All right, surely this, this guy's doing some drugs. This guy, he's getting, you know. And he just, he was just solid as a rock. He was old faithful. I couldn't figure him out. Really, I, I couldn't. I was like, where? This guy is amazing. He's so secure. And he's not doing anything I'm doing. He would pick me up from Taco Bell when I was high. He would pick me up from the bars downtown. He would ask me about girls that I was taking on dates. And he was so interested in my life. It was like he was trying to date me. I was like, why are you just so interested in my life? Um, and then one night, it, it was like maybe the fourth week of school where he, he was like, Josh, can't, like, what's your relationship with Christ like? Because he, he, he knew that I went to a Christian high school and, I was like, man, I don't have a relationship with Christ. Um, but I was like, man, uh, <laughs> good. That's <laughs> like, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, and he was like, like do, you, do you feel like you're, like he's, he's seen my life. So he's like, Josh, do you, he's being kind at this point. Josh, do you feel like you're walking with the Lord? And I was like, I mean, you know, we, we, all, we all make mistakes. And, and he, was, he was very kind. And so that type of dialogue was happening for months, right? And he would love me really well. So Let's fast forward to Christmas break when I have just been told that I'm probably, all right, so out of all of this, I would get 400 hours of community service. Mike Vick got 100, just to put that in perspective. So he was in an illegal dogfighting ring, and he got 100 hours of community service. I borrowed some Christmas decorations. All right, I didn't borrow. I stole Christmas decorations. Let's just put that out there. I, I am a thief, right? So I stole Christmas decorations, and I got 400 hours. I was very confused. But so Ben was actually the one calling me over break. Like, hey, man, how are you doing? Hey, man, how's your family? Like, what's your dad said about this whole thing? Where do you think you are? I was like, I was like, and he asked me, he's like, bro, will you start to read the Bible? Like, just, just on, on your own, man. Like, you know, and I was like, just to shut you up, I'm going to start to read the Bible. Like, and I, I remember, I remember the thought thinking, man, I've got nothing else. These girls I hooked up with, they don't care about me. These guys are my friends. They don't, they haven't called me one time. It's like, drugs don't make me happy right now. I've got no sports to go play. It was like, God had reached into my life and pulled out everything that I was using as a crutch that wasn't him. God was so, and it felt like my life was falling apart. Again, I've, I look back now and I'm like, my life wasn't falling apart. I had a roof over my head. I had a family that was providing for me. But man, when, when, you're, when you feel like your life's falling apart, it feels like your life's falling apart. Everything that I loved and loved to do was taken away from me. And maybe we should just pause right there and say, maybe God's pursuing some of you guys the same way. Because what God sends, so what God sends, so when he sends pain like that, it's, it's always to save you. It's never to hurt you. 
But we think when God comes after us, we think he's coming to take from us. That's what I thought. I thought God was coming to take away my fun. But, but God was waving a big billboard saying, Josh, this way to joy, this way to life, this way to me. And he was using Ben to coax me in that way. So I pulled out my red letter KJV Bible that I had never read. Like it, it was given to Josh as baptism. And it, it looked like it just came out of the case. And so I start to open it. And I'm actually going through Joshua. I'm going through Matthew. And I'm like, man, this is an amazing story. What's going to happen next? You know, I'd never read the Bible on my own. Right? And in fact, it intimidated me. I was like, well, what if I get it wrong? You know, but here, here's a tip. Just open, open it up. Right? Open it up. So I started reading. I'm like, man, this Jesus guy is amazing. Like, when you look at the Jesus story without having read it before, but just having heard about it, and you're reading it, you're like, man, this guy's nuts. He just says crazy stuff. He says crazy stuff like, um, I'm going, like he says to his disciples, I'm going to die, and in three days they're going to raise me again. Who says that? Who says that unless you're Jesus? Unless you're God in the flesh, it helps, right? So I started reading my, my Bible, and it, it was December. Again, like, not everyone has this, like, moment that they can remember. Because what I was wrestling with was, I thought I was a Christian when I was seven. I, th- I thought that it was just like praying a prayer. I thought it was just the fire, in, the, the fire insurance. Why am I not content with that? Why does God want me, me to have more than that? So I started to read the book of Matthew, and it was December 24th, Christmas Eve, when when. I, like there was just something going on in me. Like I was reading it on my own, and the Holy Spirit just said, like, w- "You need to make a decision." And I was thinking, I was like, "Either Jesus is who He says He is, or He's not." And I had tried everything else. So, like, you know, I can't say that everything that you'll be tempted to experience in high, like my daddy used to say this to me, used to make me so mad. Be like, anything that you've been tempted to do, I've been tempted to do, Josh. I'm like, okay, all right. And he, he was saying that to be like, don't do it, you know. But, but I'm telling you right now, anything that you want in this world that's not God, it's going to let you down. And I'm not saying that because I'm saying, listen, get right. I'm saying it because I've experienced it. Like, Jesus is so much better. And it's not even, it's not even close. Like, Satan and the world, they, they, want you, they, want to, they want you to see what Jesus is saying is, hey, I want to restrict your freedom. Hey, I've, I've come to restrict your freedom and your personhood, and you can't do this, and you can't, you can't do that. Meanwhile, God is saying, hey, listen, I've wired the universe to work a certain way, and I've wired your heart to work a certain way. And if you trust me, and if you love me, You'll say like King David did, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so I, that was a night that I, that I gave my life to Christ. And here's what it looked like. I had sat in church as a little kid, and I had prayed the prayer that the preacher told me to pray every Sunday in, in my mind, just to make sure that I was saved. Because I wasn't sure. I, he would say, pray this prayer if you're not a believer. And I would bow my head and I would pray the prayer. Like, I don't feel any different. And so I, that night I prayed. And I was like, Lord, I'm tired of praying that stupid prayer. I just want you. I just need you to fix me. I need you to change me. I need, I need you to come and live inside me. And, and I, 
it wasn't necessarily, and again, like, I don't think that emotions are the ruler of all things. That's a myth that is happening in our culture. Follow your heart. It's a terrible decision. But, it, but in that moment, man, I just experienced such peace and joy that I'd never experienced before. And so, after that, man, I was an idiot. <laughs> so it was like God... God spoke to me through his word. I trust in him. And then I go back to college, and all of a sudden, who, who's back at the parties? This guy. Yeah, I'm back. Because um, I'm at that time one of the only Christians in, in, in my fraternity, but n- n- no one knows that yet. I haven't told anyone, except for Ben. Ben was fired up, right? But I, I walk into, so my, my son's name is Ben, after Ben, who shared the gospel with me. Um, and I, I remember walking into the parties, getting drunk, leaving, and I, I would wake up and I would feel, what's that feeling in my heart? It was conviction. I had never cared before. But it was like something in me was like, that's not who you are any longer. And I, 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 I mean, I struggled so hard because everything that I knew was worldly. Everything that I knew was drinking or drugs or sex. And was, that was all that I knew to do with, with my life. And so I'm, I'm the guy who showed up to church. I'm in, the, I'm in the back row showing up late, reeking of whiskey and crying my eyes out. Because I, I just got back from a late last night. I haven't slept much and I'm probably still drunk. But God, I, I need you to change me. And, and the grace that God shows his people is unbelievable. I was God's child, and God changed me. And so it, here's one incredibly important truth that this story says, is that all of the world religions say this, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. So I, I get my life right. I stop drinking. I stop doing this, that, and whatever you, you struggle with. Whatever you would say, I'm ashamed that this happened in my life. Whatever, if anyone found out, you would, you would run away. What if the world took all of our thoughts and projected them in a stadium on a screen? Would anyone want to stay in there? Stay in the stadium? Bro, I'd be out of there. Right? The world says, get right and then God accepts you. That's a weight. The gospel says, I'm accepted, therefore I obey. Because my father loves me, now I obey. So I graduated from Samford after having been discipled for three years and God ripped that sin out of my life. So just just the more... uh, uh, overt sins, you know, like the ones that look bad. Those sins on on the outside over time, God kind of takes them out of your life. Now it's just the sin sin of my heart. And I'm on staff with Campus Outreach at Barry. Um, And so what I want to do, and it was what I got in, 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 uh, I can't speak tonight, involved with in college. Um, And what I want to do now is whether I'm in ministry or not, I I just want to make Jesus known. Because the world has got to hear about this. The world has got to hear about Jesus. If Jesus changed my life, if Jesus will change your life, why would you not want to tell the whole world about it? And so that's 
That's what I'm up to now. I've been outside for, for five years. And I'm telling you, there are college students, guys who play at Barry. On, on, the, on the football team, baseball team, there have been 15 guys on the baseball team that have come to Christ in the last three years. And it, it's what they get is this. I've experienced the world. Jesus is so much better. And so the goal is to disciple those men and women and to send them out into the culture to then make disciples. So that's, that's what I'm about now. That's what I'm all about because because this incoming fall, like if, if you're a, who's, who's a senior in here in high school? What's up, guys? So you will go to school, and you will go to your first class with guys who are like me. Guys who, who don't know Jesus, women who don't know Jesus. Man, what a gift that you're in their class. What a gift that Ben Neal, if, if a college freshman, so he was a senior, like, two, this is the last thing that I'm going to say. If a, if a college freshman, so two months before that, he, he was a senior. If he doesn't share the gospel with me, my son Benjamin doesn't hear about Jesus. Ben came to Christ in middle school through his Sunday school teacher. If that Sunday school teacher isn't faithful to teach Ben the gospel and Ben doesn't repent and follow Christ and tell me about Jesus, then my son doesn't hear the gospel. All right, let's take a step further. There is probably a dude who, so Ben's from Decatur, Alabama. You do not want to go to the, to the deck. Don't go, to, don't go to, to Decatur. But there is someone who told his Sunday school teacher about Jesus when his Sunday school teacher was seven years old. And that person will never meet my son Benjamin, not in this life. That's the beauty of discipleship, is that conversations you have every day about Jesus can impact someone that you won't meet until they tap you on, on the shoulder in heaven and say, thank you so much for sharing the gospel with Ben Neal. Because I can't wait for that day. So that's, that's, that's me. That's my story. So th- thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. Man, I uh, I can sit, man. I'll sure. sit. Yeah, I'll sit. I'll sit. I'll sit. Whatever you want to do. However, however you go. There's an Oreo back there, by the way. So keep that. Don't let me forget that. Okay. So, <laughs> um, let's do this. So first of all, man, thank you. Powerful. So helpful. Um, so helpful. I don't want to speak for you, but are you good to stick around for like five extra minutes if sure. students have questions? So feel yeah. free to ask him more questions about his story or check in with Josh and that sort of thing and just say, hey, see a picture of his kid. Also adorable. So awesome. Uh, He's awesome. Stone cold already. <laughs> All right. I have three questions that I was thinking about. All so right. there's, there's a huge, we've got about 10 minutes, so maybe kind of two mm-hmm. minutes per kind of deal. Okay. Um, I'm not going to okay. time you, so just no worries. Um, here, here's how this works. Um, we kind of have a mixed crew here, uh, some, some healthy churchgoers, some, some kind of in the middle, some who, hey, man, I'm, I'm just kind of here to hang out, and that's good. I'm glad you're here. That's fine. All across the spectrum. But it's particularly speaking to those of you guys who have been here a long time, who know the Lord, who know how to talk Christ to people, think back to, you know, to Ben kind of witnessing to you and, mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel with you. 
Can you give some advice to some of these students who are familiar with church, familiar with Christ? How can they evangelize their neighbor? How can they be yeah. there for their neighbors the way Ben was there for you? Like, what's a good, mm. good, good tips? Yeah, I mean, just real quick, two things. One, love the person. Love the person r- really well. Um, I, our culture is in a place where um, they, they really need to feel loved by you in order to hear from you. Um, second thing is also, I think, pull the trigger. And don't, like, Ben didn't do this elaborate sermon where he pulled out tons of scripture and he did gymnastics through the entire Bible. He was like, now look at Jesus. And I was like, whoa. It was more like, hey, man, like, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, like, when you think about Jesus' love for you, like, how, how could that make you feel? It was just questions. He was just curious, you know. So I, I would say one is that love people well, and we're in a culture that loves people on the surface, right? So we'll, we'll, like, we'll like Instagram posts. We'll comment and say, man, you look so good in that. Or, um, well, if, if a guy said that in my photo, that would be a problem. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, it, just like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, is that our culture loves um, our, our culture loves surfacey relationships. And as soon as they get deep, yep. they, they tend to back away. So I think as yep. a Christian, if you love deeply, um, you'll really stand out. Mm-hmm. Loving, so. so loving people in hard places, right? Loving when it's not convenient to care about that person. And also, that is such a good way to say it. Pull the trigger. Start. Start talking, you know. Invite them to church. Like, just say it. Just say it. Like, hey, come on Wednesday our youth pastor, but like the games are fun and the music is good. Like, just come, come with me one time. Why won't, just try, pull the, what do you think? And then like, you listen to the sermon, then you go out to eat after you say, what did you think about that? Like, just begin to, to have, you have to start. I think that's obviously because I'm rambling. I cannot say that better. That's exactly (laughs) right. So love in hard places and just start, start talking about Jesus. Just bring it up. Just bring it up. All right. Second thing. Um, I have a friend uh, named Will from Calhoun, who you guys will never meet, so I don't feel bad about this. Um, but Will got busted shoplifting a long time ago, uh, and it's kind of what started to turn his life around. And Will said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, I'm so glad that I got caught mm-hmm. because not everybody gets caught. Yeah. And they wow. just keep getting to do what they do, and yeah. there's no ch- Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Can you speak just for a minute? about the mercy that is in getting caught. Does that make, and you, you spoke to how it's a yeah. gift from the Lord, but I just want you to drill yeah. just for a second on that, that, you know, hmm. getting caught was what's, because that's where you said it, like, my life's over, it's done. But really, through faith, it's where your life began. Mm-hmm. So talk for just a second about how there's mercy in getting caught, and file this away, guys. So mm. just share kind of for, you know, a minute or two, what mercy in getting caught. Yeah, I mean, it, my my friend um, has a great analogy, so I'm shamelessly stealing this. But um, he he shared the, the the analogy that most of us with God, even those of us who are Christians, is that we we live most of our lives like we're speeding, and the blue lights are going on behind us, and we don't want to pull over because we think we're about to get a ticket. But and what if this cop swerved in front of you, pulled, pulled you over, and, and said, oh, I'm so happy I found you. 
you have a massive inheritance awaiting you at home. I've been trying to find you for years. I mean, that's what God's grace is. But we don't see God like that. And so when, when God busts you in your sin, and a lot of times it has to go public. Like that, that's, that's how it usually goes. Is that's, that's when we feel the, the shame of it. But man, it is a grace that God would bust you in your sin because he's saying, I'm not going to let you go any further. So, so sometimes I think we think that when terrible things happen and we get busted, like God has abandoned me, here comes the hammer, like this. Yeah. But, but what if in that moment, that's where God is wrapping you up the tightest? Does that make sense? Where he's pulling you in yeah. the closest through when it all hits the fan, right? Does that make sense? So keep that in your minds, okay? Last question, Josh. So, um, new Christian, maybe, maybe someone's heard tonight and they're like, man, Josh is so awesome. Why can't he come every week? This is so awesome. I'm going to start reading the Bible or I'm going to start finding a book about Jesus. Mm. What's a good place or, or YouTube video, whatever. What's a good place yeah. to start? Can I get in the ball rolling on some of that? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a great book by a guy named, uh, so I guess that this would be for, for y'all this night, by uh, Greg Gilbert, who's Jesus. That's great. But I think even more importantly than that, I, I would just start in the book of Mark. Okay. So I mean, in the gospel of yeah, Mark. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the gospel of Mark. Go straight to the source because mm-hmm. that's where Holy Spirit is. Yeah. So. yeah. so Who is Jesus by Greg Gilbert. It's so funny when you became a Christian with the red letter. Shout out to the red letter KJV, right? When I became a Christian at 22, I had nowhere to go and I had no biblical knowledge. So no lie, I started with my NIV Adventure Bible. With <laughs> Come my, on. Yeah, and it has like, so I'm Baptist, so I have like, it's like got the, like pit my name right yeah, here in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So real talk. I, I love that. Yeah. Also, one more clip. Speaking of, right? God, uh, God is the Gospel is a great YouTube clip. God is the Gospel by Matt Chandler. God is the Gospel on YouTube by Matt. Yeah, we got some, some Matty Ice fans in here. Oh, yeah. So God is the Huge Gospel fan. by Matt Chandler. Who is Jesus by Greg Gilbert? And then Mark, uh, the Gospel of Mark. So, Josh, let me pray for you. And then, bro, I'm just going to do some announcements tonight to close this out real quick. So. Let's-